I forgot to press the record button. <laughs> Don't let my outward appearance fool you. I'm 100% ready to go. <laughs> you, you need a, another sip of that coffee? I already drank a whole cup. Okay. Like, and the cup is like the size of two small cups. So. It wasn't enough. All right. You ready? <laughs> if you're ready, then sure. All right. Here we go. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 27 of Two Nerds Maybe More. My name is Michael, and this energy is 100% not forced at all, and I am 100% awake and ready to go. Somebody else who is also ready to go is Marty, who is here as always. Marty, how you doing? Hey, Michael, I'm full of energy and I'm ready to go. It's Saturday evening here in Denmark. And, uh, you know, the last few weeks we've been talking about the weather. So I, w- I was like, let's not do that because it's gotten cooler. So everything's good. Um, but, uh, but yeah, uh, I'm, I'm trying to keep the spirit up because, you know, in a world where Epic is still in business, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, diffi- it's difficult. It's difficult to hold, hold your spirit up, but I'm doing my best. What are you talking about? Epic's giving out free games. What's not to like? Yeah. If that was the only thing they were doing, great. <laughs> um, I have not been keeping up because I actually did start work this week, uh, which I've only worked two days, well, but I feel like I've been working for like a year. There's still I, what the, one thing. Hitman hmm. 3, Epic exclusive. There we go. How do you feel oh, today? How I do didn't know about now? that. Um, I'm not that engaged in it, and I have the Epic launcher regardless. Um, and one of the games that I played this week uh, is actually right now an Epic exclusive, I believe. So uh, personally, I'm not all hung up about it. <laughs> I, I hate exclus- uh, exclusivity when it comes to to the PC. I, I really can't stand it. So so yeah. Uh, Maybe if they made me pay for the launcher, huh? If they made me pay for the launcher, then maybe I would be a little bit more upset about it. But it's a free download, so um, <laughs> to me, it's it's not that much. Uh, I get why people no, want everything I, centrally located, but you're oh, giving I, it to I, a monopolist system. Just want I, everything I, on Steam. Give Steam all the money. No one else can have a store these days. No, okay, okay. I mean, I, this is probably something we could do a whole show on. So, but <laughs> I mean, I have nothing against that they, uh, they have a, their own launch. I have nothing against what they are trying to do to, to get more money to uh, the developers. I think they're actually having a good cause. Even you know the the, the thing going on with them and Apple right now. I think that they they are right in their opinions but mm-hmm. the way that they go about mm-hmm. it is like it's so wrong in my opinion it, it's not the right way to do it and it just they just keep pissing me off more and more with, with everything they do so, so they're yeah. kind of like the douchebag that like even when they're right they just go about it in such a way where you don't want to support them because yeah, yeah, yeah. there's such a douche about it that like exactly exactly like, yeah it's almost like so unless you are a fan of LeBron James, most people hate LeBron James. Be it's partly because he's really really good. Um mm. but it's also because uh Michael Jordan existed and there's always the debate of is a player ever going to really be greater than Michael Jordan? And the LeBron fans always say like LeBron's the best player and if you look at stats alone, like that's proving to be true. Um mm. on the stat sheet. But because there's such a hatred for 
LeBron James as a whole, it's just like you either love him or you hate him. There's no one in the middle. Uh, like I respect his talent, but I don't like the guy. I think he's kind of a douche too, but that's a different <laughs> story. That's probably a different podcast that none of us are a part of. Um, <laughs> but something that does fall into this podcast of video games and just kind of nerd culture, I guess, nerd things in general, because we've kind of broken down that barrier. I think we initially started the show and I always said, uh, primarily video game theme podcast. And then we hmm. constantly keep going in opposite directions in terms of movies and everything. So I think that it's appropriate to say that while video games are a focus, so are movies and all other nerdy things. I mean, the show is called Two Nerds. Yeah, so... And maybe more. So, I mean, that's yeah. lo- that's lots of room to interpret that as, as you like, Michael. Uh, All right, I, well... I don't, I don't think it's only video games. Okay, well, I've been... I've, I watched <laughs> a whole season of this show, okay? Oh, yes, I'm jumping strange. right into it. That is strange. Yeah, it is strange, and hmm. it gets even stranger, okay? Oh, really? Yeah, things get stranger... Things. Because yes, <laughs> because Selena and I watched Stranger Things season three. Oh. Uh, we, I hadn't seen this season three because I think we watched the first two seasons. Uh, I can't remember if we watched it right away together or if we watched like the first season, waited for season two to come out, then watched mm. it. Uh, but for whatever reason, we took a break from the show and yeah. we finally got back to it more than likely it was my fault that we took a break because sometimes I either get 100% hooked on everything and I need to watch it or it's like okay I've seen a season I need a break to go check out some other things and then we'll get back to it later and we watched Stranger Things season 3 this week pretty much we watched all of it the season finale we watched last night hmm. and holy moly this season was pretty darn awesome really you think so I think so I really enjoyed this season there hmm. were some moments that I didn't like in the sense of uh, mainly the relationship stuff. Like, not that there was relationship stuff going on, but it seems like you have two people both kind of, like, trying to manipulate Elle for their reasoning. Actually, more than two people. Like, Elle's kind of like... I think there's a line in there that says that uh, everybody sees her as their tool, and they don't really think of her as a person. And it Mm. seems like even at times, the person who said that thinks that way. So mm. um, it's pretty, I still think it's an interesting concept and I don't care that they put it in there. But overall, I really enjoyed the season. I liked it. I, I, I didn't like it, Michael. No. No, I, 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 I remember, let me, it's, it's, a, it's a while, it's been a while, but I, I remember that I didn't like where the humor was going in it, if I remember correctly. I think like... I, did, I really didn't like the humor in the season three. It hmm. felt like it was way out over, over a little bit more over the top than that than it's been previously. I still think the, the first season is definitely the best one of all of them, and and I think I would have been fine if it was just that season because I, I feel mm-hmm. like season two was basically just a copy of the first season, pretty much. Selena um, kind of said that as well, where like season two was kind of meh. Um, yeah, season one uh, and season three. Yeah. Um, season three was cool because it they they you know expand a little bit on everything and went in a different direction and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't know. There was just something uh, humor being one of the, that that didn't sit well with me. And I I do also feel like you know uh, all the kids uh, uh, you know just getting into a Russian base like that and <laughs> almost 
not getting discovered and just getting out of it. And I don't know. It, it just felt. I, I don't know. I didn't like it. I, I yeah, no. <laughs> okay, I think we're on opposite sides though because I enjoyed most of the humor. I didn't enjoy uh, what's his face's little sister. I didn't really enjoy her humor. I mm. forget her. Erica is her name in the show. Uh, I didn't like her humor. She's like the youngest one of the group, and it just it was a bit grady on me. Uh, yeah. But I really enjoyed like the new character of. Um, I literally just watched it yesterday, and the names are I'm blanking <laughs> on. Robin, the new girl, yeah. Robin. I liked yeah. her. Yeah, I um, think she was cool. Yeah, her interactions with Steven. Steven Dustin, I don't know why, like, that whole, <laughs> like, them two hanging out together is pretty darn awesome. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, uh, true, true. I, I, I enjoyed this. I, overall, it was entertaining. Mm. I enjoyed the season. I still probably think that season one is probably the best season so far. This one's just a little bit different. Like, it seems like it's going in a different direction. And maybe it's yeah. because I'm American, but whenever there's Russians getting uh, thwarted, <laughs> I just well, feel a sense of, of accomplishment. I mean, I am one twelfth Russian, so maybe that's why I don't like it. Maybe that's It's why. deep-seated resentment on your end <laughs> that every time a Russian is depicted in a negative way. <laughs> exactly. I'm, I'm so, so on the Russian side, always when I can do it. I'm so... <laughs> Well, not really. No, I'm, I'm no. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I you know. have I, something there. I, I do. I, no, I do feel like you know. Sometimes, uh, good movies also have like uh, more movies made afterwards, and I sort mm -hmm. of feel a little bit like like uh, what usually happens is that you know. A director wrote and directed a movie. It was really cool. It was a success, but he didn't want to, to do any more afterwards. And so the studio just find someone else to just continue doing it. Uh, Star Starship Troopers, good example. Uh, <laughs> the first one is amazing. And then, you know, the rest is, yeah, don't, I, yeah, no. Um, <laughs> and I mean, it's, it's not the same case here, obviously. I do feel like the quality of the three seasons is definitely high. Uh, but I do feel like, you know, it's one of those situations where the first season is amazing and then everything after that is like, yeah, it's there, it's cool, it's cool. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I think they're having, uh, they're trying to transition the humor style because the kids are getting older. Yeah. So it is a little bit, and they're also at that weird age, like the show kind of touches on it where like, you know, there's st some of them are starting to get into girls. Some of them are being left behind. You got the poor kid who's traumatized and just wants to play Dungeons and Dragons, but his friends yeah, would rather me. talk about the girls. Me. <laughs> oh man. So I think it's a good show, but I you've mean, been I, watching something I, I that has still me. I think it's still <laughs> me. <laughs> uh, you've been doing things that have nothing to do with Russians. <laughs> yes, and I don't think so. I, well, one thing they do have in common is Russians also dream, Michael. We also have dreams. Um, but no, <laughs> what? I've been, yes. No, I've a been world watching conquest. No. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. Um, <laughs> I have been watching A Nightmare on Elm Street and yes. realized that I actually have never seen this movie before. The first one? It's the first time. I'm pretty sure this is the first time I've seen it. What? Uh, and Johnny Devison, I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, no. <laughs> so, so yeah, it was the first time I've, I've seen this and... and I think it was cool. I liked it. Uh, oh, oh, I mean, obviously, it's it's from the eighties. Mm -hmm. it, it it shows. Uh, <laughs> it's a little bit uh, different uh, uh, 
you know movies have have evolved a little bit since then but but i i wasn't really scared at any time mm-hmm. um but no i actually i i, I did enjoy watching it it just felt like i was after i was like oh why did i watch this um it was cool i really enjoyed it um but but yeah it it is from the 80s and yes. and sometimes you see they just Freddy's fooling around a little bit, a little bit too much sometimes. I'm like, you know what? If if you had just gone straight for the kill, you know, I, I know that would have been no movie then. But you know, <laughs> it only gets worse as the series goes on. Like you I mean, think he'd learn his lesson, but he starts playing with them even more. Yeah, later on. I mean, you, you did you did tell me that, and I, and when I watched this, I was like, oh, okay, so this actually, how, how can this get worse? <laughs> but it can. It, yeah, it's like he. Uh, he enjoys like that scare, the buildup way too much, mm. and then ends up losing the final act because it's just he's been playing around way too much. Yeah. Uh, now you got all the movies recently. Are you planning mm-hmm. on watching, or have you already watched any more of them, or have you just watched the first one? I haven't watched more of them, uh, but I have, you know, d- done a little bit of research and just, uh, you know, just reading the the headlines sort of of what the different movies are about and what's happening and and uh, i can just see from between the first and the second movie the whole cast has been recast except freddie obviously yeah um, uh the second one just be prepared it's it's not a great sequel <laughs> it's not a great sequel um it seems like there's there's very weird it's a weird approach to it and you're just like whoa like this doesn't build off of anything of the first it Mm. seems like its own separate thing almost that just happens to have like freddy involved and some connections to the first one but the plot is kind of all over the place and you're stuck trying to figure out what the heck is really going on like how are these things actually happening it just Mm. doesn't do the first one justice in my personal opinion i'm not mm. saying it's a horrible movie but it was definitely one where as i'm watching it my pencil is out and i'm poking holes all through the screen <laughs> yeah but I, I think the one that I'm, I'm really looking forward to is uh the one you talked about as well where it's it takes place in the real world sort of where where the actors yes. uh, are playing themselves and things like that i'm actually sort of looking forward to that because it's so meta and i so I have no clue what to actually expect from it. So it's uh, a good lo- one. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that one. Uh, and I'm actually, I don't, I don't know if they got good reviews or not, but I'm actually sort of looking forward to J- uh, Freddy versus Jason just to, you know, uh, uh, see these two go up against each other, whatever it's going to have. I don't know. I just saw the title and I was like, yeah, um, this can go so wrong. Like when they did Alien, Alien versus, versus Predator, but maybe it's entertaining. <laughs> Who knows? Um, I found that one entertaining. I, I'll say that I still think that one's entertaining. It does hmm. have some early 2000s tropes that are a bit annoying, but it's entertaining. Hmm. So, yeah. All right. Well, something else is entertaining. And this one is actually a movie that still is pretty scary to me personally these days. Um, I've been watching The Exorcism of Emily Rose. Um, that's actually been in preparation for my podcast, a horror podcast that I do, All Hallow Scream. I'm going to be covering it much more in depth over there. But The Exorcism of Emily Rose to me is, is essentially if you are going to take The Exorcist and try to make it even scarier that's what this one is to me. Okay. Uh, Jennifer Carpenter as Emily Rose just does a ridiculously good job. 
I heard that uh, the director or somebody on the set, when she did a certain scene, they told her never do that scene again because you terrified me when you did that scene. <laughs> like, and you'll see it if you ever watch the movie. Like she is ridiculously good in the things that she does, and it also mixes in like a courtroom drama style mm. uh, background. So it's almost like half and half. It's like courtroom drama, which I like. I like courtroom drama type stuff. Mm. Um, if you've ever seen like a few good men with uh, Jack Nicholson and Tom Cruise um, and Demi Moore, that's one of my favorite movies, especially the court scenes in it. I really like it. That's the big one that if you don't remember, that's the one where uh, I want the truth. You can handle the truth. That's <laughs> where that line comes from. Yeah. But this one has great courtroom drama, great horror elements, and it's kind of it's just great. Like, it's one of those that I can go to and I'm not even saying like, that's a little bit weird. It's more of like, no, like this movie is pretty darn, darn awesome all the way around. Yeah. I, I don't think I've seen this movie. I do remember it though, because this is, it came out at the same time I was working at a cinema. Um, mm. So I, I do remember the post. I do remember that it, it went, but I don't think I ever got to when, I don't think I've seen it. I think I've seen maybe seen bits and pieces you have there because you know when you work at a cinema you sneak into yeah. the room sometimes <laughs> and just you know have a little peek, see what it is all about. So um, it's a definite recommendation from me, and it's a definite don't watch with people that are really sensitive mm. uh, because this one it gets a bit intense. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, so I think that does it for things we've been watching. Unless you have something hidden up your sleeve. No, no, not this week. I mean, I am. I've been watching something. I always watch something while I play World of Warcraft when I do my mm -hmm. daily stuff. So, and and that series is like very uh, easy to follow, even though you don't follow it too closely. And that's that's Lucifer, which I believe a new season came oh. out this this week. So, so I jumped back into Lucifer. I've been watching that a little bit, uh, the first two episodes. So, so yeah. Um, mm -hmm. But we don't have to go into details. It, it's just easy, easy watching. <laughs> <laughs> I've never watched that one, so. Mm. I mean, it, it's good for for just you know if you just need to t switch off your brain, you know, mm. and and you know it's one of those where there's there's a murder mystery every episode and things like that. Okay. And you need to solve it, and and then obviously there's a small overarching story going on as well. Okay. Each, yeah. Some devil antics. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, you've been playing quite a bit of i would say it's the same thing but it's actually <laughs> three different instances of the same thing and each one's in a different state so yes. begin well <laughs> i've been begin. playing as i already did say a little bit i've been playing world of warcraft um one of my things that i tried to figure out is what what should i play for the expansion because i just got into today or yesterday actually i got into a new guild um oh. It's a yeah. It, it's a, our good friend Pete. Um, his guild I, I got into, and I know that they need they, they were lacking some some ranged. So I've been figuring out what I want to play. Um, so so that's why I've been playing World of Warcraft Retail. But I also am in the beta. So I've been jumping in there just to see what changes are upcoming and things like that and just trying out some of all the new stuff. And I've also been on the, the, the public test realms because the newest patch, which isn't out yet, is now up there. So you can test that. So, so yeah, I've, I've just been, I, I haven't played too much else 
besides one small thing um, because I've been testing and playing and figuring out what I want to do in World of Warcraft when the new expansion hits very soon, Michael, very soon, right? Yes, we're hoping within the next week or so, I believe. <laughs> That's what uh, we're hoping. Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, have you done the pre-patch? Because this is the pre-patch hmm. on the PTR for Shadowlands, which is the newest expansion coming out. Have you Mike, done the pre-patch Mike, event? Mike, I've, I've done that event before, back in the <laughs> days when it was called Wrath of the Lich King. Uh, so, so yes, they are reusing some some old good stuff that people were mm-hmm. like uh, apparently remembering fondly and now that you actually get <laughs> to play it it's a horrible horrible event uh, so so yeah uh, I haven't gone through the story bits of it though because I think they did add onto it so it actually leads into Shadowlands and not into Wrath of the Lich King that would be silly um, so so yeah um, I haven't done too much of that but I did get in and, rem- and get that that annoyance of oh yeah this is how it was i remember now (laughs) why are we going back to this (laughs) now i also have another question is the new leveling system is that present in the ptr like if i was to jump in there would i be able to level from 1 to 60 with the new system no, you would be able no. to level to one to fifty because you know. 50 oh yes, to 60 okay. Oh yes, my bad, my bad. <laughs> so yes, the new system is in there. Um, I actually don't know if if the um, level one to ten is available. I, I would guess it is because mm-hmm. it I, I, it would make sense that it would get added with the pre patch since that's the squish will also happen. Uh, but I'm not completely sure. I haven't tested it because I played it on the beta. So I was like, I tried it on the beta. Why would I test it on PTR mm-hmm. as well? No. So okay. All right. Uh, on the World Warcraft front, I actually had a big win. Uh, Cy and I both, Cyrub from Scrubs versus the World, were in the same guild, and we've been doing Nihilotha every week. And for the first time, we full cleared the raid in one night in about three hours. I think it was. It wasn't even like a full four hour stand or anything like that. It was a three hour raid night and we full cleared. We did the skip first where we took care of uh, Carapace and Nizoth and then we went back and took care of everything else. Hmm. But it was the first time that we full cleared and it was a, a pretty good raid night overall. Like that's a. It's a pretty happy moment mm. right there for a lot of people because we finally got to that point where we can do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's something that I'm actually sort of missing right now is, is actually getting back into some raiding with people that you know and, and just uh, even though that is towards the end of the expansion, being but being able to do those clears and maybe bringing in alls and just having a good time. I'm, I'm really missing that. Um, and, and, and yeah, I just don't have that right now. So if I want to raid, it needs to be with random people. And, you know, that can go anywhere from no bosses killed to all of them killed. And it's usually the, the first thing and not the latter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. All right. Well, I'll go over two games because both are relatively short because I have not played much of them. They're mm. kind of my next two things that I really want to put a bunch of energy in. The first one is the Epic exclusive that I spoke of earlier which is Mortal Shell. This is a Dark Souls-esque game, and it wears it on its sleeve proudly. Hmm. What I mean by that is that this is pretty much, if you imagine the original Demon Souls, which was on the PlayStation 3 exclusively, which is being remade for PS5, um, and the original Dark Souls, 
which are two different games. Okay, Dark Souls was not the first. It was just the first really big one. Demon Souls uh, was the first one. But Dark Souls and Demon Souls were traditionally those very difficult modern games. Death had a penalty. Uh, you had to learn the world. It wasn't forcing story into your face. It was more of items that you picked up in the game. They would have descriptions and it would lead into little story bits of the world and you would find things in the world and you would discover it. Well, Mortal Shell is an homage to those two games. Hmm. It's slow gameplay where you have this giant sword and you're walking around and you're destroying these giant enemies that are way beyond you and you're discovering the story of the game as you explore its world. And I think that I love these type of games. They're really fun. The slower ones are a little bit harder for me to get into. I am a Bloodborne type of guy, where Bloodborne was probably my favorite of the entire Soul series. This one, it may not be as good as like the Dark Souls or things like that, if you prefer Dark Souls style stuff. But it is still definitely the best Souls type game that I've played that's not been a Souls game, if that makes any sense there. Mm. Uh, okay. Yeah, it's really interesting. Ultra hard game uh, if you're not used to that type of stuff, but it's really fun. The next game up is a sequel that I really didn't even know existed. I played the first one and I just noticed the other day that this game was out. It's called Rogue Legacy 2. I don't know if you've ever played the first one. Nope. This is news to me. Rogue Legacy, okay. what is that? Tell me it more, Michael. A, it's a roguelike game in the sense of every time you jump in, the map is different. Okay. There are certain things that are the same, which are like uh, your bosses are the same um, and things like that. But you may get items in different places. There may be a random layout and things like that. And essentially the original story for Rogue Legacy was every time your character died, you'd be sent all the way back to the beginning and the map would reload differently. Hmm. And each character that you played after would be a descendant of the character that died previously. Or like so Infinity you, Blade. Kind of, yes. And you would <laughs> see your line, your lineage of heroes that have died throughout the ages as you progress through this uh, labyrinth and you defeat all the bosses to unlock the boss gate. And Rogue Legacy 2 is more of that. It's a platform roguelike game. Hmm. And I can't wait to give it a little bit more attention. Probably either tonight or tomorrow I'm going to do that. Which I say... And then I'm probably going to be undead by daylight and not get to it. <laughs> but I'm really excited for it. And I didn't even know it came out. Nope. But definitely give it a shot if you're interested in uh, roguelike games, especially platformers. Yeah, cool. I have been playing uh, Parkasaurus. Uh, I think I mentioned it last time as well, yeah. but I've, I've delved a little bit more into it now. And and, and it's just, it's it's exactly how I described it last week. It's a, it's a combination of Parkitect and... Uh, planet zoo um it does though feel a little bit more now that i got to play it it does feel a bit more slow paced than those mm-hmm. um it does um it, it, unlocking stuff just takes takes a, a while or so so i think that is a little bit of a downside for me i think i think I, I would i would like to unlock stuff a little bit faster um but overall still having a really good fun with it i, I played one of the ma- maps uh, primarily um i do feel like though that it's it's a beginner map obviously because in, it's in the beginning of the game uh, mm-hmm. and everything is locked uh 
on meaning that the layer of the park is there. There is like bridges and ro- obviously you can make your own roads, but it's supposed, but there's houses there and stuff. There's a lot of stuff you can demolish and build over it. Mm. And that takes away a little bit of the, of the fun for me. I, I like to just build a park, you know, so I don't want to need to take, have to take care of, uh, be aware of stuff like that that I need to build yeah. around. I mean, it, it it's fine later on, obviously, because, you know, you can't just have a big, wide open canvas every time. Um, so it makes, but it, I think it's just too early. I think it, the first few maps should just be in a little bit more open. You can do a little bit more stuff, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall, no, it, it, it's, it's a fun little game. It, it's cute animations, cute graphics. It's, uh, it, it, it's cool. I like it. Cool. I think it's really important that like games that we just try out for the first time, we kind of come back and talk about them. That mm-hmm. way, anybody who maybe hasn't picked it up yet or they were interested, they can hear a more uh, in-depth view of it once you get a few hours in. Because the first five hours of a game is not indicative to the first 20 hours of a game. No. So, it's good to thank you for coming back for that. I actually have a build-up from a game that we talked about last week, too. Yeah. Because last week we talked about Fall Guys. Oh, yes. It's your new favorite game. It's, it's... Um, actually, I deleted it. Oh. <laughs> it's too um, good. It's too good of a game. I, <laughs> I couldn't handle it. Um, <laughs> so, I ended up deleting Fall Guys. I was playing solo, and I was just going through a few rounds, going through mm. the motions and playing, and... I just kept getting the same games Mm. like over and over and over again. And occasionally it'd be thrown in. I think there was one game that I got like three back-to-back team games. Mm. Oh, but that's been a patch since then. I I know I'm going to get to that. Don't worry. Okay. Uh, (laughs) And I just found out that there just wasn't enough there for me right now to really to really enjoy it and the moments that i enjoyed most was when i was grouped up with people Hmm. like friends and we were like going through it but even then i was still getting a bit tilted when things would happen and i just got to the point where i was like there's not enough here for me i'm about to start work again which means that the group of people that i play with i'm not going to be able to play with them as frequently anyway Hmm. so i'm going to put it on a back burner and i'm gonna get it off my hard drive for a bit and since then, there's been an update where they made it so you can't get more than one team game back to back, which I think is a good change. But at oh, the yes. same time, it does nothing to increase the amount of games no. that are available, which means that you fall into a trap, right? There's a there's no win here, at least for me, because, yes, they removed that option for team games to be subsequently added back to back to back but then that means that i'm going to be seeing the same games even more frequently yeah i mean so the, the, the main error that they did there was you know just not just removing team games completely they should have just done that because that's, yeah that's, that's not nothing more frustrating than you know the other games at least i can blame myself i can get angry at myself and and that's fine but it's so frustrating getting um getting that you just see that yellow color and you know that you're going to lose straight away because you know it's just been you know commonly known that that that's the color team you pick on and yeah. uh, that's the color team you go after so uh, and even if even if yellow team should win and you're not on 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 the yellow team it's still frustrating that you know 
all the other maps it's up to you obviously there's a lot of other people as well but you still make you know the choices it's, it's you mm-hmm. who are playing uh, and it's so frustrating just getting eliminated because of you know the rest of the team couldn't figure out how to play football for instance yeah i'd rather lose a race individually mm-hmm. than lose a team game because there was just like the random factor is too strong in the game yeah. in the sense of yeah, you have some control, but it just feels like a lot of it's out of your control. And it just gets to a point where you just don't want to deal with it. Yeah. And I mean, right. I, I'm, you have deleted it. I've not deleted it yet, but I have. I had the strong urge to delete it today because I don't think this game is good for my health. Uh, <laughs> it's just, I'm, I'm getting so, so angry when, when, you know, a silly thing just goes wrong and all of a sudden I was in the lead and now I got eliminated. That's just so... Uh, oh, yeah. I hate it. This is... Um, I do have to say that this is not me bashing the game. Like, I'm no. not saying it's a bad game because it, there's obviously a bunch of people out there that enjoy it. And if you enjoy it, by all means, keep playing it. Mm. It's just not a game that I want to keep playing personally no. right now. Uh, I hope that they do a big patch that just throws in 50 games. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I don't I know that... how much they could really mix it up. No, I think that's the issue right now as well. Like, it got really old really fast. Uh, yeah. it, it was really good fun. And it, it is a fun game to play, especially with other people, where you can you know, also you have the banter going banter going, and, and things like that. So, uh, But just, I'm not having fun when, when I'm just playing it alone. I just get way too frustrated and way too annoyed about all the random yeah. stuff going on. Same, same, same. Yeah. All right, well, something else that sometimes is annoying mm-hmm. is that... There are moments in time where something happens and everyone who was there for that moment remembers that moment. And Mm -hmm. no matter what you try to do, you can't get it back. It's one of the most popular opinions of the rose-tinted goggles theory where when you look back at back something, you remember days, it a certain Michael. way. Yes, back exactly. In my days. You remember the positive, but not the negative that went along with it. And the same thing is true for nerd culture. And there are plenty of events that have happened throughout the history of gaming, certain points in gaming, and each individual has their own experience with it and their own love slash memory. And I thought it would be interesting that we kind of discuss some moments in nerd culture that we wished we were there to be a part of. Maybe even we were we were around when it was happening, but we weren't part of that circle. Mm. Um, a quick little example would be I wish that I was more involved with the Magic the Gathering scene when I was in high school and all the other kids were playing it but I thought they were way too nerdy Hmm. Uh, I wish that I would have been a part of that Um, but we're going to go a little bit more in depth I think we both have two topics uh, that we'll go into a little bit would you like to start? Yeah I can do that I can do that Alright, go ahead. Uh, for for those who who don't know me uh, I I just love good sci-fi and good action and movies with amazing effects. One of such movies, probably, I don't know, if you watch it today, it's probably just average. But back in the days, back in the 1999s, uh, this uh, small movie came out that nobody expected anything of called The Matrix that just blew everyone's minds. Oh, and yes. I just loved that game. I loved it, loved it. Game, movie, sorry. I just loved that movie. <laughs> loved it, loved it, loved it. Uh, so, so much that I consumed anything that I could get my filthy uh, small hands on. Um, I read all the, the I mean, they, they released, was it one or two books with, with comics? 
uh, leading into the next movies. I read all those. There was the Animatrix, which was a DVD collection of, of uh, an, uh, animated uh, stories told in the world. I played the mm-hmm. game. Um, I just recently realized, though, that there's two, there was two games. I only played one of them. I believe it's Enter the Matrix that is the one yeah. that I played. Uh, but that's also the Path of Neo, which I haven't tried, but which is apparently also should have been really, really good. Um, but yeah, I played that. Uh, I, I got books. I got about you know people who, who wrote about what you know the philosophies and and the religion and all the stuff that the, the movies incorporate and stuff like that. I read everything. I watched everything. I just went into it full full crazy. Uh, really really enjoyed this whole universe. Um, obviously, the two second movies uh, are way different than the first one, and some people say that you know. Yeah, they're not quite as good as the first one. I still enjoyed both movies. I really, really... I enjoy all the movies and enjoy all three of them for different reasons. Uh, mm-hmm. they, I think they all three have something where you're like, oh, can latch on to and that, that's great. Uh, I love the universe and everything in it. It's also around the time when um, a new world uh, 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 emerged called World of Warcraft. It's not World of Warcraft we're going to talk about, but it sort of started the MMO <laughs> sh- uh, genre. So what obviously was uh, the next step for the Matrix was obviously also to have an MMO, uh, which was called the Matrix Online. It, it made so much sense uh, uh, to go that route because, you know, you're hooked into your computer, you're technically inside the computer and doing stuff. Why not, right? It, it makes sense. Um, and... Or something that I wanted to say that I've totally forgot. But anyway, uh, <laughs> I never, I never played this game. I never got around to play it because around that time, I played on a Mac computer. So you know, I was playing World of Warcraft. Mac works fine on, on uh, well, World <laughs> of Warcraft works fine on a Mac, so that was no issue. Uh, I also used that computer for work. That's the main reason why I had it. So yeah, so. But when it came to other games, I had difficulty, you know, playing them, obviously, because I didn't have a PC. So the Matrix Online never got into it. Um, I don't think it was a, a huge success. I did think it, it did have some success. It has, it had some pretty cool, um, what was it, combat, uh, the way that combat and talent trees and stuff worked because you could basically uh, switch it around. So if you didn't like one uh, way of, of combat and stuff, you could switch it all up and then try other things. So I think it was one of the first of its kind where it basically gave the user the ability to, you know, try try out a lot of different things and, um, without, you know, like World well, of Warcraft, where, where you're basically narrowed into, well, you are this class and now you play mm-hmm. this. So, so yeah, overall, it, it, it sounded like something that would have been perfect for me because I loved that universe so much, um, but yeah, I just never played it because I didn't have a I didn't have a PC to play it on. You know, I never really heard much about the Matrix Online. Have you looked into like possibly seeing if there are like some like private servers available like that might still have it going, or have you just said like no, that's a moment in time. Even if I went back to it, it probably would not hold up the way that yeah. I would want it to. I don't think I would be super entertained by by now because I think that the technology has just moved too much forward. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think, I might be wrong, 
I did a little bit of research before the show today. And I don't think there is any private service that I could mm. find easily, at least. But I do know that there was one guy in Mother who who was uh, trying to keep it alive after the the service was shut down in two thousand and nine. Um, seven years later, he was still working on it. Um, so, uh, <laughs> the, the, at least that that's the last article that that I read about it. So, so yeah. To my knowledge, that that probably isn't. But a lot of people are talking about that. Hey, it wasn't a great success, but you know, it, it's a it's a really cool universe. There's a new movie coming out very soon. Maybe it's time to revive uh, the a Matrix game in some shape or form. So mm-hmm. yeah, it could be interesting to see because, I mean, the world itself it's something it would be so obvious to you would have so many possibilities to make an awesome game inside that universe because you know it mm-hmm. everything it has gunplay it has kung fu it has you know uh, 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 slowing down time and uh, weird acrobatics you could do and things like <laughs> I mean, it could be such an amazing game if someone made a proper proper game out of it yeah all right well i'll keep it with the mmo and this might sound a little bit weird because we talk about World of Warcraft a lot. Yeah. Uh, but World of Warcraft has been around for quite a long time. It's been around since 2004. Mm-hmm. And to put that into reference, I was... That's 16 years, Michael. That's 16 years. Yes. And I was in high school at that time, like just starting out high school, pretty much. Uh, I was either a freshman or a sophomore because I graduated in 07. So 2004, World of Warcraft came. And I was a fan of Warcraft 3. But we didn't have computers at my house when I was in high school. Hmm. It still wasn't at that point where everyone had a computer at home and we couldn't afford it. So I wasn't able to play World of Warcraft. And I used to go to this gaming lounge where they would have World of Warcraft, but... I remember trying to log into it one day and it turns out that even though they had it on their computers, you needed to have a subscription (laughs) and you had to pay $15 a month. And I was still too young to even work. And my dad would not pay for a subscription to world of Warcraft. (laughs) So I was unable to play this game that was taking over nerd culture. You would see it in your EGM, your electronic gaming monthly magazine. Uh, You'd see it in all those books. I used to get, and read about it and it just seemed like the coolest thing ever that everybody was having such a good time the south park episode came out that (laughs) make love not warcraft and it just it seemed like the coolest thing and i couldn't play it Hmm. and people like might say well you're playing it now but the game now is very different than the game that it started as yeah and there are so many events throughout the history of the game that are still referenced to today and people that were there for that time for better or worse remember those moments and they're quick to share them what they were doing at the time that the gates of Ankaraj opened and the servers completely melted and people couldn't play and who was able to get there and actually enter Ankaraj and the journey that it took to open those gates or the uh, the Leroy Jenkins like where did that come from these nostalgic weapons that people remember so fondly that blizzard still occasionally will reintroduce into the game as a cosmetic or things along those lines i was not there for those big moments and even though blizzard has since released world of warcraft classic which is 
the vanilla World of Warcraft experience and they've tried to release it in such a way that it represented the launch cycles just slightly tweaked of the original game it's still not the way that it was it's still not the this is a whole new world and we're exploring it for the very first time and has anybody found Mankirk's wife like I found Mankirk's wife in classic and I was like well, well, I don't get why I was like I don't get why people found it so hard did you use like, any add-on? Ex- did you use add-ons? no no Good. I did not use any add-ons no I mean, I, 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 I've always known where she is as well. It, it, it also baffles me that nobody could find her. But the thing is, <laughs> I read I read quest text. That's one of the few mm-hmm. people I read quest text. Um, I mean, nowadays, in World of Warcraft nowadays, you just read it and in the X, it, just, it mainly just tells you why you're doing it and not, and not where you're going to go do it because there's an arrow that points on the screen going yeah. that direction. Or you can see it on the map and stuff like that. But back in the days, you had to read the text. Where it says like, oh, you need to go to this to northeast of this lake, uh, which is called uh, the, the Lake of whatever, blah blah. Uh, and yeah, so you actually had to, you know, look at the map, find the lake northeast mm-hmm. of there, and then go there and, and stuff like that. You actually had to 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 read. Um, yeah. So so yeah, I, I did that. I still do that. I still especially. Uh, when a new expansion comes out, I read everything. Mm. I take my time. I, um, I really just want to, to you know, it, it soak up everything. Uh, yeah, that's mainly what the reading is for now, is that it's telling you a little bit of backstory to why you're doing the quest. While back in the day, it was, yes, we're telling you why you're doing it. Like, there's a little bit of backstory here. But mm. at the same time, it's giving you the location. And instructions. And it's, yeah, it's not marking it on your map. No. It's just you need to pull up your map and recall what you had just read. I'm like, okay, it mentioned the tower and it was northeast of, like you said, like the lake. And then you need to go find it. And you might find things along the way mm. that you didn't expect. And yeah. And if you couldn't I, find it, and if you couldn't find it, you went to thoughtbot.com and looked it up. <laughs> so here's the thing is that the internet was still not as prevalent as it is today so people were still more inclined to either just kind of tough it out and search the area and do whatever patterns that they had to do to try to get the map fully explored and figure out where they're supposed to go or ask ask a general chat yeah they were able to hit the enter button ask what's going on and some people would actually help out other than if you go into modern retail world of warcraft and you ask something more than likely just google yeah that's what you'll get or people will kind of like can't believe this noob doesn't know where it's at <laughs> like occasionally you do get some decent people that mm. help you out and they let you know like if i see something and i know the answer i answer it for people yeah but with classic i realize that classic right now is not the thing for me mm. but i could see how i would have enjoyed it so much as just some high school kid yeah. that didn't have anything really to worry about and just got home from school and did their homework and just boom, right to World of Warcraft and just enthralled myself in this world and discovery and making friends and just kind of seeing um, an expansion come out and seeing Illidan for the first time in this giant world yeah. and Arthas is rise return of the Lich King uh, or wrath of the Lich King rather. Yeah. And I just, just wish I could have been there being, for it. Being in it, 
because I was there in it and just being there and playing this game uh, because you know I think before that games the likes of games that I used to play and I really enjoyed was you know Grand Theft Auto and it made sense that you know you played through a single player storyline and and so at some point there would be like a sequel coming out and stuff like that but playing World of Warcraft for the very first time you're just sitting there and you're wondering how the hell would they make a sequel? How would this work? Uh, and then all of a sudden they're, they're talking about that they're going to release an expansion and you can level again and you're just sitting there, whoa, I did not expect that. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. I don't even have to make a new character. And um, it, it was, it's, it's been a ride, let's just put it that way, that, that I didn't expect, back then, I didn't. Ex- I wouldn't expect that 15, 16 years later that we will still be talking about this game and, you know, even still playing it. I mean, it, it's crazy. It's a, It's been a crazy ride. Yeah, it's pretty ridiculous when you think about it that this game from 2004 is still being played. Yeah. Yes, it's been iterated. It's changed. It's evolved. It may not even be as big as it once was in terms of just sheer numbers, but the amount of things that they're able to do now within the game for better or worse is pretty insane mm. and it's pretty impressive that the game has gone on as long as it has oh yes i mean yes. what four years from now if it's it's probably still going to be here and that's 20 years for an online only game mm. with a subscription that's- and some with people, a subscription, and people and some people who have been paying a subscription for twenty years of their life. <laughs> yeah, that's they deserve a trophy or something after <laughs> that. So World of Warcraft, pretty much vanilla through the Wrath of the Lich King, is kind of where I wish that I had had really been there yeah. for those moments yeah. and just kind of been a part of that scene. Wrath of the Lich King, best expansion ever. You should have been there. Yeah, because I don't like leveling through it now. <laughs> I, I don't like bad. it. It's not bad. There's too many like flying things where I'm just like, where am I supposed to be? It's in a freaking cave, and I just can't find the entrances, and I'm just annoyed. And there's too many vehicle stuff. I hate just, vehicles. Just using that on to show you the way. It's cheating. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go ahead. You have something else. Yeah, it's just something where it, it, we don't have to talk too much about it, uh, but it's just generally. I wish that I had been a bit more into comic books growing up and stuff because mm-hmm. I think there's so many really cool stories and uh, things that I, I've missed out on because uh, I think I've, I've mentioned before that the small town that I came from, it, it wasn't something that was easy to get your hands on. Um, not like nowadays where you can get it on your iPads and your phones and for your computer and you can probably sub- subscribe to it and get and just get it mailed to you and things like that mm-hmm. um, wherever you are in the world back then it was a bit more harder for, for, for me at least to get to get my hands on so I was never really into it but I think there's just so many cool stories out there that I just never really gotten into like uh, the whole superhero Marvel thing that's been going on I think the whole universe is, is amazing that they've built up the cinematic universe and also I am aware that the stories have changed for the movie screen for obvious reasons, um, uh, but I mean, just having just having read those, I think I would. I mean, it's not that I didn't enjoy the movies or anything, but I think you know when you can sit and pinpoint and see, oh, I remember that, I've read that, and oh, maybe it's the, if, if maybe this happens when we're coming. Uh, 
I just think it gives something extra to you sitting there and, and watching the movies and, and whatever and uh, and and yeah I just I would, I would just wish that comic books that I've done it gotten into it a little bit more and, 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 and read it more but starting now it feels really daunting because you know some of these mm-hmm. series have been going on since some of them from the 40s so you know uh, yeah where to start where to begin I don't know yeah most of them have been rebooted in some way in the mm. comic universe like DC had its revamp and Marvel had its revamp but even still it's pretty excessive the amount of comics that are out there yeah and then like you said like where do I begin and if you're not part of a scene like I've looked at some lists online and it does tell you like okay so if you want to get into Spider-Man you need to start here mm-hmm. and then there's a side Spider-Man thing as well and you need to read those too because there's this issue which combines the two and then they split again yeah. and oh don't forget to read that Hulk one because Spider-Man comes around there too and it has he has like three lines that apply to this one yeah. <laughs> and it's just like the threads are really ridiculous the web, and Michael, in a good way. The web. Yes, the web. The web. <laughs> the web is ridiculous. I can't believe I missed that, but <laughs> I'm I'm really I like the idea of comic books. Like hmm. and I really I really wish I could have also been one of those people that goes to the comic book store mm. and like, you know, the guy that works there and you're like, Hey, has a new issue of so-and-so come in yet? Mm. And they're like, yeah, it's like a dollar 50. <laughs> Yeah. Now it's like, yeah, it's like fifteen thirty. Come get it. Yeah, yeah. It would have been comic cool. books, good stuff. Yeah, I do remember that. That I've read a few here and there. I, I do remember uh, the death of, of Superman, and you know, there's some some a few ones where my dad, uh, for some reason, had some of those. And, and mm-hmm. yeah, I really. So, so it's not like I've been completely, you know, never never seen a comic book in my life. What is this? How do how does it work? <laughs> um, but no, I've just never really been into to it i never gotten never never read them from yeah same like i have a few comic books i'm over here digging but my <laughs> area is a mess over here and i can't really open it i don't know why but i do have some comic books and i don't know if any of them it's time to go somebody somebody's <laughs> getting somewhere very quickly <laughs> we have uh, to get them comic books fine yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah i would love to get into comic books and uh x-men I used to love X-Men and Gambit was my favorite of all of them. And I used to actually have, there was a spinoff where Gambit had his own comic books and it showed his, uh, his history as like, you know, like a gangster. Who's Gambit again? Gambit's the one with the cards. He like charges up the cards and he throws them. He has like that long stick. Yeah. Yeah. I like him, especially because he was my favorite in the animated series. Mm. In the nineties animated series, he was just like the smooth talker, always going after rogue and it's like yes <laughs> <laughs> all right kind of along the same lines as yours i kind of wish that i had been more one alive and <laughs> two able to experience the the cinema in the late 70s and the 80s as a whole yeah uh, those some of those movies that came out during those times are still some of my favorite movies mm. especially in the horror genre but I think also in the in the sci-fi space, hmm. uh, I mentioned Stranger Things season three earlier. Yep. And I think it was like in the last episode, they're in a movie theater and what's playing on the screen, Back to the Future. <laughs> and everybody that's in the theater 
like you just see their eyes like glued to the screen and it's just like you just hear doc doc brown saying like roads where we're going we we don't don't need need roads (laughs) and i remember watching that and like being super hyped as a kid like watching that like oh my god this is the coolest thing ever Mm. and i wish that i could have been in a theater watching it for the first time with a bunch of different people and just seeing like everyone's reaction to like this is one of the greatest things ever yeah i mean one thing i do remember from because i was born in the beginning of the 80s so uh, i did grow up in the 80s and 90s and and i just have you know memories of us watching all some of these classics on television Mm -hmm. at home um which was it, it I mean, obviously, it's not the same as as going to the movies, but it was it was just cool watching watching these movies, and and it it is some of my favorites. Back to the Future is one of my favorite trilogies. Uh, some people hate the, the well dislikes the, the the sequels to, but I don't know. I, I just love the whole trilogy like really really much. And uh, Gremlins love Gremlins. It's it's <laughs> so great. Uh, and actually, um, I actually went to the cinema a few years ago. Uh, to watch Back to the Future in the cinema uh, nice. because they had like a re-showing of it and it was so cool. Uh, obviously, it's not the same as when you watch it for the first time because there's something special about that first time when you see something, but it was still really, really cool to watch it on the big screen and um, and yeah, just just that, that just eating, sitting there eating your popcorn and, and stuff like that. It, it's just really, really cool. Um, there's a cinema in Copenhagen that, that the, I can't remember. It's either the first or the last Friday uh, of the month. Um, they have like 80s night uh, where they mm-hmm. show one 80s movie. And so you go, the, go there as an audience and, and you can watch it. And, and when you're there, uh, right before they start the other movie, they have like, all right, uh, for next time, we have d- these three choices. And then you vote on what you want to see. Oh, and that's cool. Yeah, it's really, really cool. So, so, so yeah. What was it we went there? I don't remember. It, it was some 80s movies. So, but it's it, so, so cool. Um to actually get to to actually see them on the big screen, even though it wasn't back then, but I can I can totally understand you. It, it's some some cool movies back then. And one of the things that I think would be cool nowadays too is that um, if you go like let's say I pay to go see Back to the Future in the theater right now, mm. everyone knows what Back to the Future is for the most part. Mm-hmm. So you're not gonna have to worry about hearing that after talk as everyone's walking out of like somebody <laughs> like that was the dumbest movie ever. Like everybody. <laughs> knows about back to the future and if you're going to pay for it in the theaters yeah. everyone is into it the, and it adds like a whole new yeah. uh experience for it because you're sharing it with a bunch of people who enjoy it as well yeah and that is actually one of the fun things when when we went to that 80s one one it was robocop there we go it was robocop oh. we went watching and you know when when cool stuff happened people were like cheering and stuff like that. yeah I, I haven't had an experience like that because everybody knew it was coming sort of but yeah, and then just yeah, it was cool. I can I can definitely recommend it. It, uh, if, it it's yeah, it's great. <laughs> I think I've had one one natural moment in the theater where like people were genuinely excited and the theater kind of erupted. Mm. Um, watching Star Wars Episode Two, yeah, in the theater that moment when Yoda drops his stick and calls his lightsaber and he's getting ready to duel against Dooku. Hmm. Like I remember I was a teenager and the theater erupted. (laughs) Everyone was so hyped to see Yoda go at it. And just like his style of him jumping all around, like even right now I'm starting to get a little bit excited. Like just remembering that, (laughs) that experience, everyone 
everyone even if you didn't like the movie like that's one of those moments where it's just like that's such a cool moment and that's one of the things that people probably like that's how you use your older characters yeah like, you make them badass in that way and it was just like yoda finally doing something that it's just like it was so cool yeah I mean, I think the only thing that come close to that is like the, the the Lord of the Rings, the original trilogy, when that ran, mm-hmm. uh, went in the cinema. That was amazing to be an audience for for that as well, because people were so on board with everything and and was cheering as well and stuff like that. But but yeah, I wish that I wish that there were more moments like that. Mm. Uh, and unfortunately, because it's a theater and it's new, there are so many people nowadays. I feel that just they look more for negative rather than positive hmm. and you just uh you just don't get you just don't get it nowadays like star wars you go watch a star wars movie and it's split right you got people who are going in and they're like i'm gonna like it because of star wars and then you got people who go in and they're like i'm not gonna like it because it's not the original trilogy and that's hmm. the one that and i'm automatically not gonna like it because of that no like, i that's, mean that's the only I mean. mistake they made was not getting some proper writers to begin with but that's you know <laughs> All right, long, but a long decision, a long discussion that we probably shouldn't take. Yes, that. that's a whole different discussion <laughs> for a different day. Uh, that's a can of worms that I don't know if I want to deal with right now. Um, but that that brings us to the end of it the does, show. It does. Uh, so be sure to let us know what are some moments in nerd culture that you feel like maybe you could tell us you were there for one of for some of our stuff maybe you were big in the comic books when you were younger and you could tell us a little bit about that or you saw back to the future when it was new uh your first time seeing jurassic park in 93 when it first released like what was that experience like or maybe you wish that you could have been a part of something specific yourself that unfortunately due to maybe age financial situations location you just weren't able to be a part of it be sure to let us know and you can do that by finding us on twitter over at two nerds maybe more with the number two in the front you can email us with two nerds maybe more at gmail.com and the two is spelled out there or you can check out the website two nerds maybe more.com where you'll be able to find this episode as well as all of our past episodes other than that i have nothing left marty you got anything i watched c-man masters of the universe in the cinema when it was still uh, you know current. ah opening up wounds there he-Man Masters of the Universe is one of my favorite movies of all time. Uh, it's it's so just good. so great. It's so good. And, all right, we have to go. So <laughs> thank you all for coming by. Thank you for listening to the show. And we'll catch you all in the next episode. Until then, take care, and we'll see you then. Bye. By the power of Grayskull. This show is brought to you by Dragon Powered Studio. Find more at Dragon Powered Studio dot com